Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I am Kim Singleton, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to have a discussion about the new BET Plus movie, The Sound of Christmas. The film focuses on a down-on-her-luck woman facing eviction just before Christmas who must navigate budding romantic feelings for a handsome but grieving billionaire when she takes a job nannying for his two children right before Christmas. It is my pleasure to have the writer and director of The Sound of Christmas, Booker T. Madison. Welcome, Booker. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and excited to talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm just like a hopeless romantic and I love the holiday season. So talking to you about A Sound of Christmas, I am super excited and it's right up my alley. But before we get started, I want people to know about you because you've done a lot. So, you know, briefly in a nutshell, tell our audience who you are, your background and some of your past projects. Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm an author a filmmaker, a professor, a father, and a husband. So that's five full-time jobs. Uh, <laughs> and yes, they, they are. And, and I do them all lovingly. Uh, I, I consider myself uh, an accidental novelist in that I was a rapper uh, for many years. And uh, then I went from uh, writing uh, rhymes to spoken word poetry and, you know, I've been writing prose my entire life. And as an undergraduate at uh, Norfolk State University, behold, go Spartans. I was a mass communications major. My plan was to be a reporter, eventually move up to be an anchor. And in my junior year, I had uh, an internship with the Virginia Association of Broadcasters at the ABC affiliate in Norfolk, Virginia, and it was a, it was paid, it was prestigious. And as a result, I was able to, to do everything, to perform in all the various uh, positions. But what I discovered uh, during this internship was that rather than covering other people's stories, I wanted to tell my own. And it was at that point that I became aware of this, this thing called film school. And um, I applied to uh, NYU and got in. And uh, that was the beginning of my uh, journey uh, as a filmmaker, one of my first projects of note was uh, I did an adaptation of Zora Neale Hurston's short story, The Gilded Six Bits, that starred uh, Chad L. Coleman, who you may know him as uh, Cuddy in The Wire and Tyrese in The Walking Dead. Walking and Dead, yes. Huge yeah. fan of his. Yes. Well, I did this movie, The Gilded Six Bits, believe it or not, that was his first leading role. I mean, he was a working actor uh, at that point. You know, he was, you know, being, you know, New York undercover and, you know, all the shows that were out then. But that was his first leading role, uh, which I'm proud to say because he's now a big star. He's the villain on the new Batman TV series. So, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. Uh, it also starred Takiya Crystal Kima, who um, we know her from In Living Color. Some of the younger people may know her uh, as the mom on That So Raven. Wendell Pierce, who's currently on Broadway <laughs> right now. Yeah, he was in The Wire uh, also. Yes, and... in The Wire. He, what, what hasn't he been what in? What hasn't now? he been in? Yeah, yes. yeah. Juilliard trained actor who's been working for years. So I'm, I'm just so excited for him, you know, with his star turn on Broadway, uh, which is um, pretty exciting. And uh, also the late great Novella Nelson, 
who, um, you know, Brooklynite, as some of you may know, know her from, uh, actually most most Black people know her from um, the Antoine Fisher story. So this was my, my NYU thesis film. And that film wound up uh, airing on Showtime. And I wrote a couple of novels, um, you know, both of which were, you know, uh, well-received, the, the latter of which Snitch received a star review in Publishers Weekly. This was back in 2011 when that book was published. And uh, Snitch was published in 2009. Uh, so so the woman who became my first literary agent, Adrian Ingram, was a, a friend of mine. And, and she knew that I was a filmmaker because I met her through uh, Stacey Holman, who's a film a filmmaker friend of mine who's now doing great things, you know, producing and directing. And my uh, sorority sister. Oh, get out of here. Okay. So, oh, yeah. oh, ski we in the building, AKA all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we got an award together. That's where we we uh, connected. I'm like, I'm going to see if she'll let me come on her show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Stacy introduced me to Adrian. And uh, so Adrian knew I was a filmmaker. So she would have me uh, contribute to uh, writing projects as a contributing author. This is before I got my own deal. And uh, I wrote a what became uh, Unsigned Hype, my first novel on spec, and she circulated it around. And uh, we were able to get a two book deal. And that's how I became an author, which is why I call myself an accidental novelist. Um, and I'm also, you know, a full time professor at the University of Georgia in Athens. Go dogs. Oh, I pointed point, point the wrong one. And I teach directing, screenwriting and the, uh, the thesis class uh, at UGA. So, you know, it, it's great to not only create content, uh, but to have a role in training others to create content is is really, really valuable. And finally, I've been married for 20, well, it'll be 22 years in uh, December uh, to Angela, the love of my life, uh, Madison. And we have four kids. Yeah, we have Aww. four kids. So let's get into um, The Sound of Christmas. Um, what yes. drew you to the project and how did you get involved? Well, that's a great question because rather than something drawing me to the project, you know, I'm indebted to the author Tiffany L. Warren for putting me on. There's no other way to describe it. She pitched the project with me attached to write and direct. And that's how I got involved in, you know, and in, in to connect that to both, you know, me being an author and and I think that influences how I deal with adaptations and source material. My first goal, my first objective was to to come up with a, a treatment. Um, well, I'm sure your 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 uh, audience knows what a treatment is. To come up with a treatment that she was that she was pleased with. I, I had to capture the spirit of the book, and you know, come up with a story that she you know she agreed with. So. That was my first objective: was coming up with a treatment uh, that that she liked and she and she did, and uh, then you know writing the screenplay, uh, which was uh, that was fun and challenging. And then, of course, you know when you when you write the screenplay, it's great. And then you have the production company who comes in, and then they have notes, and the the network they come in and they have notes. Uh, so that's how I got involved. It was through uh, Tiffany; she put me on. The film has such beautiful music in it. I'm curious: do you have a musical background? I do have a musical background, uh, believe it or not. My first, I guess, uh, artistic and educational goal, I wanted to go to Juilliard. I was a trumpet player. So when I started playing trumpet, we were living in Norfolk, Virginia. And Norfolk is a, a predominantly Black city. And you going to Howard, you, you, you'll certainly relate to this. So in Norfolk, when you're in the band, it's not unlike being on the football team. Because, you know, you're, you're doing the core style, what they call it, Big Ten uh, uh, marching style. So, you know, it's a thing, you know, you're dancing and playing and all that stuff. 
But then in, uh, we moved to Virginia Beach, the city next door, which is a predominantly white city, and they're doing core style marching. So it was no longer cool to be in band. So that in conjunction with me kind of uh, calcifying into a, my knucklehead stage, uh, I dropped out of band. My, my, my parents begged me not to drop out of band, uh, but I did. And uh, I guess I, I replaced band with producing beats. And that's how I you know, really got into hip hop. So that, that training that I had, I had a really good ear. It did help me whenever I was uh, producing music. And it certainly helps me now. Not that I can play an instrument. I can't. I can barely play a C scale through a trumpet. But the, the, the love and, and understanding of, of music helps me as a director because, you know, a, a big step of uh, whenever you're cutting, once you get a rough cut, then you put temp score in so that the composer knows what you're looking for stylistically and tonally um, for the score. So I, I don't play an instrument. I have a musical background. And, and the fact that in this movie, we have three Grammy winners is 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 amazing. You know, obviously Neo, who's the lead uh, Grammy award winning uh, songwriter and singer and Jonathan McReynolds, uh, Grammy, he's probably the hottest person in gospel music right now. He wrote and produced the um, original song uh, that's in the finale. He sent me a king, and uh, Teddy Bishop, who was the composer, is also a Grammy winner. So you know, and I have to credit uh, Tiffany and her uh, relationships because Tiffany, she's the author, but she's also an executive producer, and she, 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 she earned her EP <laughs> check. She, because Jonathan McReynolds, she brought him on. Myron Butler, she brought him on. I'm the writer director. She brought me on. So, you know, to have three Grammy winners, you know, be a part of this, that 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 certainly explains why the music is so wonderful. And a goal for for anyone who makes a, a Christmas movie is that one, people watch it every year, and two, that you sing the song. So that's certainly something that we hope will happen with this film. Exactly. And don't sell yourself short. You say you are not musical now, but you did know what is what you say, a C sharp. What is it? Oh, C scale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You did I, know I, what I, a C I can, scale I was. Out a, I, maybe not squeeze <laughs> out, maybe scream out. I can squeak out a C scale, but that's maybe an F scale, and that's probably it. So you did mention Neo's part of it, and he's amazingly talented. How did he become involved with the project? So the principal actors, the uh, Neo, Soraya, Drea Michelle, those actors were, were cast. Um, Ron Robinson was a producer. Neanley Artie, who they both have, you know, extensive relationships in um, the film industry. So the principals, I had no hand in casting them. And, and it was it was a challenge getting principals because, you know, we all at the beginning came up with lists of who we would like. And, you know, with with schedules and that kind of a thing, uh, we we I don't want to say wound up with Neo because it makes it seem like that, that he was like a consolation prize. He wasn't that at all. <laughs> so, you know, you, you have your list and, you know, Actors are busy, you know, and he's an actor and a singer. So you make up your list, you go after, you go after, and then based upon scheduling and that kind of thing, you know, thank goodness we wound up with Neo, Soraya, and uh, Drea Michelle because they were perfect uh, for the role. And then the other uh, roles, George Pierre was the casting director and George Pierre, almost uh, probably 100% of film and television shows that come through Atlanta, he's the casting director. So he's very prolific. And he sent me tapes um well you know we call them um self tapes and i would choose you know based upon those tapes so that's how we got you know roxanne mims and uh 
Blake James, and, and then Elijah Kai. This is her film debut. Uh, that was uh, uh, through uh, a connection that the executive, another exec, executive producer is Tressa Azrael Smallwood. And she had just worked on a movie with Elijah's mom, Tachina Arnold. So, you know, that saying oh, this. Wow. Not, I never know, made that know, connection. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is her, okay. Yeah, okay. This is her, 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 her film debut. And, you know, we were happy to have her uh, because that came as a result of, of Tressa and another movie that she was making with uh, Tachina Arnold. As a director, do you have any favorite scenes in the movie? That's a great question. You know, it's it's tough to say now because, you know, the, the it, well, let me let me say this and then I'll then I'll get back to that question. So it's I'm only now beginning to um, you know now I'm seeing the movie as a whole. You know, because before, you know, first it was the script and then you then it's you shoot it and then it's individual scenes. And then, you know, then you, you come in and then it's color correction. And then you put in the scores. So it's all these stages. So for months and months and months, you're seeing these individual pieces. But now that I'm seeing it as this whole, I'm trying to say, wow, well, what, what would be a favorite scene? You know, I can't say uh, that I have a favorite scene now as far as, you know, with the movie, because it is a cohesive whole. But I will say that shooting uh, some of the more memorable scenes, we we have a a, a montage scene where Soraya and the kids, uh, Blake and Elijah, well, the character names are Montana, Deidre, and Daniel. They go to, it's a, it's a, a I guess you call it a palliative care uh, home where, you know, people who don't have insurance, they go and um, they don't have to pay there and, and they don't have insurance and they go to essentially to die. I hate to say that, but that's what it is. So they go to this, uh, this, uh, the mansion to decorate and to bring Christmas cheer to these people who are suffering. And that's a major theme of the movie that just because you're suffering or, or mourning, you can still have a Merry Christmas because everyone's not happy during the holidays. I know we, the commercials would have you think otherwise, but we know better. Um, so they, they go to this, they're, they're there and we're shooting this scene. And there were people who were, were, were you know, watching the monitors, people who were tearing up and crying, watching us shoot this scene. Uh, because they're there, they're 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 decorating the tree. They're they're serving food, and then they start doing the what's the dance? The cupid shuffle, I think. Yeah, the, the cupid wobble. shuffle or the wobble. It's it's one of those dances. I I don't I, I'm embarrassed. I don't remember which one it was because I had to take a poll on set because I knew that I wanted you know them to have a do a group dance, but I wanted to know which one you know which one is the hot one you know that we should be doing now because you know Soraya's half my age and you know Blake and Elijah are even less than that, they're teenagers. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to say, hey, let's do the, what's the one? Oh, the electric slide is the old folks uh, dance. So I knew it wasn't going to be that. I still do it. <laughs> look, it, it, look, it happens at every reunion and wedding, right? With, 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 you know, with, I guess with our peers, but I want to, and, and I'm, I'm embarrassed. I don't know the dance. So what they're doing, and they're doing this dance and, and we call cut and people were tearing up, which was um, amazing. And I guess another scene that was funny was, uh, and and also the most difficult scene to to block and shoot, it's when uh, Montana meets the kids. He comes to the mansion and meets the kids for the first time. So it's what is that five or six actors? And uh, you know there are several jokes there. And you know when the jokes land, you know you're there in the monitor, and you know you can't you can't laugh because it'll mess up the audio track. You know, but you know the jokes are landing, and then you know when I call cut, everyone just busts out laughing. Ha 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 ha! And that's when you know when it's working. The worst part is you know you call cut, and people are like, "Oh, that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> that wasn't funny." So that was uh, that was funny and challenging doing that scene because it was. Let me see. It was it was Neo, Soraya, Rox, Elijah, Blake, and Dre. Okay, yeah, it was six actors, 
So, you know, film is a visual medium. So you 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 can't just have actors, and I think it's maybe a three or four page scene, which is three or four minutes. You can't just have them standing in one spot. It'll be too boring. So we had to block that sucker out. And I have to, you know, you, people have to move in a way that's natural, in a way that's visually interesting, in a way that advances the scene and the story. So that was a, both a very fun scene to shoot, but also a very challenging one because of the number of actors in it, the number of pages uh, that it covered. And, you know, we're in this huge mansion and, you know, when we have to make the, we have to utilize this space. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons I like speaking to people like you behind the scenes is because I think you can always kind of tell, like, if there's a black person behind the scenes shooting black people, because um, I've seen the other and I'm like, OK, nobody like pull them to the side and say that these black people on the screen look crazy. Mm-hmm. Um so talk to us about how you came up with the look and what was your input into the production design just to guarantee that we looked because everybody looked beautiful. So the when, when I start my directing class, the first thing that I tell my students because um, for most of them, it's either the first time they're directing or this is going to be the longest or most ambitious or involved uh, project they're directing. And I tell them and it shocks them that the two most important skills uh, that a director has to have pre-visualization, the ability to see the whole thing before it happens, and communication. So I I preface my answer about look with the the pre-visualization. A director, equally important to directing actors to to blocking uh, is the look of the film. So this is a, it's it's a fairy tale. And, you know, color palette is is huge. Uh, So the lighting, the 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 production design, um, the the costume design, all of that is a function of the vision of creating this uh, modern fairy tale with black people. And I think I even put in the treatment with uh, beautifully lit black people because that's that's the first issue. We're darker, so we need more light to get an exposure, uh, to get a, a proper exposure. So you know that was in the treatment, and I wrote that in the treatment intentionally because I wanted us to be beautifully lit. Uh, I wanted the color palette to reflect Christmas and magic and whimsy. Uh, and what and, and then the communication part comes in with your 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 your, your production um, designer, Kane Kelly, who did an extraordinary job. You cast vision, uh, you share what your ideas are. You know, I always have photographic references. Sometimes I'll have uh, references from from uh, other films. Um, and then we have a meeting after that where they come back and show what they've come up with. And then it's like, okay, yeah, I like that. I don't know about that. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. I didn't even think about such a thing. So yes, you, you absolutely 100% have to have a uh, vision and that certainly in the production designer and the cinematographer, they are as, as responsible for the look as the director, because what they are doing is now executing the vision uh, that you share, that you pre-visualized and saw before it all happened. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I, I need to take some of your classes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll share this. I... Yeah. R- related to that, um, I've been a, a full-time professor now, what is this, uh, 22, uh, tw- uh, 12 years. And, and even before I was a full-time professor, I was an adjunct at uh, Brooklyn College and College of New Rochelle. So I've been teaching for a very long time. And, you know, I'm, I've, I feel like now I've, I've, I've really gained my footing. Not, not that I wasn't a good teacher before, because my students always enjoy my classes. And, and I come from teachers. 
but now the the ability to 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 again communicate and and break con con uh and break difficult things down into simple concepts and explain them is something one that I'm constantly looking to uh perfect and improve upon and you know I really feel like I've gained my footing here in the last you know couple of years so yeah it's 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 a challenge but it's also a lot of fun I can imagine that that your students are really excited to be in your class because you actually have projects that are being shown right now. They can actually turn on the TV and see it and and be like, this is my instructor right now. So um, I just can imagine they're very excited about it. What kind of feedback have you gotten from your students when they found out that you were doing this film? You know, it goes back, I guess now, what is it? I guess two semesters. So uh, last fall, I was writing and I was teaching screenwriting. So everything that I do in my career provides fodder for my class. So, you know, we, we, I, I actually would bring in the script and, and, and go through it with them when I'm illustrating a particular point. And here's something else that I do, uh, which is incredibly valuable, I believe, both for myself and for my students. What I train them to do is that we always lead with what works. So when we watch a scene or when we read, um, you know, part of a script, I always start out with what's working because if you can't identify what is working, you haven't earned the right to say what's not. So we start off with what's working. And then after we go through what's working and that also softens the heart, right? To receive what's not working in, in areas of improvement. And that's not just for the students. That's for my work as well. So I, I put myself out there and we go through, cause I have a, 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 a I, I, I came up with a, I guess a, a sheet uh, because film has four component parts image, story, performance, and sound. So I, I break those categories down into, so for example, image, that's cinematography, that's lighting, that's uh, editing, everything that's visual. And so I have these different categories and I have very, very bright students, but often, you know, you have bright students and they have an opinion or ideas, but they don't know how to articulate them. So that's why I came up with this document so they can then see, okay, and, th and then we can, can, can create a, syst a systematic way of analyzing the work. Uh, but again, the, the most important thing is it's not just me analyzing their work. They're also analyzing my work, both completed works and also works in progress. Wow. Wow. That's great experience for them, though. That's amazing. You know, we're ticking down on time, but I did want to talk about I was reading that you had another project you were working on called Twisted Marriage Therapists. Would Twisted you like to tell our audience about that? <laughs> yes, uh, that's a, it's it, that's a working title. And uh, this is a, a pretty exciting project because uh, Mar Vista Entertainment is the production company. They do tons of, of uh, content for like you know, the Lifetimes and Hallmarks and BETs of the world. So this was uh, an in-house idea that they hired me to uh, develop, write, and uh, direct. So it's the story of a renowned marriage counselor who gets the husband of a couple that she's counseling committed so that she can steal his wife. All Literally right every now. time when I drop that log line, the, the reaction is the same. It's like, what? All <laughs> what? right now. <laughs> yes. So so that um, we're at the outline stage right now. Uh, and I actually have a call later with the um, the uh, development exec from Mar Vista. So, you know, we'll go from outline uh, to draft and then a polish and then we'll shoot that sucker. So. That's uh, what I'm currently uh, booked to do. And I'm also writing my, my third novel. I haven't published a book in a very long time. 
And I'm writing my third novel. I'm actually writing that on spec, not unlike what I did with Unsigned Hype, my first book. And uh, my goal is to have that done before the uh, new year, you know, but Twisted Marriage Therapist, you know, spec is one thing, but a check is another. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if I can meet <laughs> spec or check. I think we know. Spec or check. Win. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. And just congratulations on everything that you've done, especially the teaching, you know, our future generation. That's amazing also. But everyone, we are running out of time. It has been a pleasure to talk to Booker T. Madison. Thank you, Booker, for joining us. And everyone, make sure you check out The Sound of Christmas on BET+, written and directed by Booker T. Madison. Thank you, everyone. Based on the, based on the novel Replacement Wife, The Replacement Wife by Tiffany O. Warren. We want to we want we want we want to we want to pub that. We want to pump her up. Yeah, it book is, sales. Yes, it's based on the book. The Replacement Wife by Tiffany L. Warren, correct? That's right. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you buy the book. You can buy it for a holiday gift and make sure you watch The Sound of Christmas. And until next week, everyone, consider yourself Blacklit. Thank you.